Hey, welcome back to the show. Hope you enjoyed those first couple episodes. Got some bangers for you guys to check out. If this is the first episode you're listening to, that's not a word, listening to, listening to, welcome. We don't do things perfectly around here, but that's what makes it fun and exciting. So <laughs> I hope you get a lot of the episode today. And if you want to, make sure you head to podcastrebels.com to download a free copy of our $2,000 program completely for free just for this week only. We're breaking down all the ways that we actually go out there and generate high ticket clients using our audio sales letter process. All right. Hope you enjoy. Let's jump into the episode. Welcome to High Ticket Podcast Rebels, where we cut the crap, laugh at our own jokes, and show high ticket coaches just how easy it is to build a 30K a month coaching business using nothing but a podcast. Ready to scale your coaching business to multiple six, seven, or even eight figures? Let's go. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to High Ticket Podcast Rebels. We're here on the second episode and I've got a really exciting and amazing guest today. The guest that I'm bringing on for our second episode. Um, and by the way, if you guys are watching this on video, you'll still be lolling at this stupid bandage that I've got on my head. I've got like my headphones, like a, like a unicorn horn on the top of my head right now. I just had surgery yesterday. So it looks pretty funny. And my guest today is really special to me because um, in 2019, when I first started, this whole idea of launching a podcast and eventually create our business. The, the person I'm about to introduce you to was speaking at stage at Funnel Hacking Live, and he shared this powerful story about your mess becoming your message. And if you guys know anything about me and my origin story, you'll know I talk about uh, Nicholas all the time because it got me to not want to start a podcast. That was already in my mind that I wanted to do it. But after his talk, I was brave enough to go and share the real me not who I wanted to present, but who I actually was. And so I'm forever going to be in this guy's debt. So please welcome to the stage, Nicholas Biley. How you doing, brother? Glad to have you here. I appreciate it. And you look more like a DJ right. more than like a unicorn, if you're wondering. So it looks pretty cool. You know, you got to like have only one headphone in. Thank you. One headphone out. So right. That's, famous DJ. that's the key. I got a little like roadcaster next to me. Kind of looks like a DJ deck. So we'll we'll go with that for sure. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, Nicholas, I'm, I'm super appreciative that you're here. Um, why don't you go ahead and just spend a little bit of time just explaining about who you are and, and what your business is all about? Yeah. So everything that I do inside of our business now I failed that, hence mess becoming your message. I was 60 pounds overweight, graduate high school to 1.8 GPA, didn't have a girlfriend for seven years. And even when I did get married and lost the weight, I still couldn't provide for my family. So I was 100% broke. I didn't know how to produce. I didn't know how to keep money. I didn't know how to manage money. I didn't know how to grow money. I didn't know how to invest money. So all those areas now to, obviously you can see I'm not 60 pounds overweight. I'm actually in one of the best shapes of my life right now before I turn 30. I've almost been married for 10 years. My son's 22 months and we've been able to build multiple multi-million dollar companies, especially over the last six years. I failed for about the first four years. And so now our whole message has been creating three-dimensional businessmen, prospering in health, wealth, and relationships, building a business that's impactful with the products that they sell and building ways to be able to give back so that people don't go through that same exact journey that they went through. So that's been the company that we build. And inside of that has produced high ticket sales just on accident and and ultimately just to solve the problems of the people. I was never good at sales. I wasn't good at speaking. I wasn't good at communicating. And so it was all things that I sucked at and then became pretty freaking decent at and now sell one to many and over the last five years, one to many, every event we've ever thrown has been profitable. And then also high ticket sales over the phone has been a huge revenue source for us as well. 
I love it. Nicholas, super inspiring. I love everything that you do. So my question for you on this episode is the same as all of our other guests. You know, what is your personal secret to crushing it with high ticket sales? So the first thing is what you had talked about in the very beginning, your mess becoming your message. I interviewed someone yesterday that they had a marriage that had failed. His wife had moved out. U-Haul watched it drive away, like terrible feeling with his daughter, moved into a different state, all these things. And ultimately, like five months later, he had hired all these different coaches. Yet one of the biggest problems that he ran into was he never really trusted the information because he just didn't feel like they had been through the same thing that he was going through. They, he didn't feel like there was a connection between the actual pain points that he'd been through. So the first thing that I sold high ticket was health. Because for me, I lost 60 pounds. I didn't really understand that I could bring in experts like you're doing right now. I'm doing all the heavy lifting <laughs> and you're just sitting there watching and shaking your head. I didn't know that I could do that. So I was thinking, what have I done and what can I bring to the marketplace? I had lost 60 pounds. So I thought, what if I packaged that and I helped men just like I was lose 40 to 60 pounds, which is what I did because I had a result that I knew I could help people with in that area. Yet I failed in that for three years. So I'm really good at sales, especially now. Yet for some reason, I still couldn't sell anything because in that industry specifically, and you can relate this to your industry for anyone that's listening, they say your body is your billboard. That's what they always say. So what does that mean? You take off your shirt and that's your advertising piece, right? Yet the problem is, is I looked at all these guys that were like Mr. Olympia, maybe they're juicing up and all these things, and they could take pictures of themselves all day and they had never been fat like I was. Like I was 60 pounds overweight. I struggled in that area. I, I struggled building a business. I'm like, man, this is very freaking difficult. But these guys, they're selling all their best stuff for 30 bucks. And they look like a freaking like chis like if I were to literally draw out a picture of like freaking chiseled frame, that's what they looked like. So it felt like I was never good enough, right? Like if people looked at me, it looked like I was just a kid that maybe started working out, right? I could, the gyms I was going to, it was like I didn't even work out. Like, do you work out? Like, I'm working out. I lost 60 pounds, jerk. You know, it's like I had been through a transformation, but you would have never known. Right. And I was embarrassed by it as well. So I was embarrassed by the fact that I only lost 60 pounds. I thought people had lost more. And then I was embarrassed that I wasn't fit enough because there was more fit people than me. And so I remember the first time that I was presenting one to many, which is one of the biggest ways that I sell right now, at least to even generate the lead, right? Like just to generate multiple leads at one time. And if we close them on the phone, that's one to one. But I also do one to many, you know, up to tens of thousands of dollars. And I remember telling this story about like why I had become overweight and like the emotions behind it. And in this room, there was a bunch of really, really fit people like shredded people that own businesses that they these people could work with. It was so interesting afterwards, none of them wanted to work with all the shredded people. And I realized in that moment that most people can re uh, relate to failure, but not relate to success. So if most people haven't had a six pack, at least in a really long time, they don't really relate to six pack because they don't feel like that person has been through the same things that they've been through. And so I remember listening to Tucker Max, who wrote or owns Book in a Box and all those things. And he once said thing, something that was really impactful to me, which was the best type of mentor you can be out to the marketplace is not someone who failed and didn't succeed because we know those people. That's not a good mentor. You can maybe misery loves company, that thing. And also not someone who'd never failed and just succeeded. And a lot of times that's what people look at or think of when they see these people that made a bunch of money really easily or lost weight really easily or got married their first shot and they've never had an argument with their wife. 
and they're like, that's awesome. Like, I know that that works for you, but like, I don't think that that's going to work for me. And what I realized is the best type of mentor is someone who's been through the struggle and overcame it on the other side. So as I started revealing that side of it, whether it be on a phone call or whether it be when I actually can present to the people, they started recognizing that, man, like if he can do it, I can do it. And that was like a huge like deciding factor for me. I think that's like one core piece is being able to relate to the audience in a way where they think, man, if you can do it, I can do it because you're, I'm in a better place than you were when you started. The other side of it though, that I believe is super big is there's a framework that I really walk everyone through no matter what I'm selling. If I'm selling my family on why they should go on vacation all the way to if I'm selling someone on $150,000 coaching. Number one is something I learned from one of my mentors, Jay Abraham, which is if you want to be interesting, be interested. And he talks about how like he's always asking questions. I think one of the biggest things people can do, and people reach out to me like, how do I close high ticket sales? And I'm like, listen, dude, like step number one is really figuring out what people are really, really into and interested in and what they would really die for. What would they lay on and die for to be able to get like in success or breakthrough? Like, what's the thing that they're going towards right now that they're passionate, excited about? Russell once put it as, what are you most uh what what are you most excited about and interested in right now? And a lot of times that's how I'll start out conversations. I'm like, where, where are you trying to go? Like what's success and the destination look like for you? Whether I'm selling my podcast post-production services or coaching, I'm like, what does success look like to you? I want to really define where that is. Step number two is I really want to define exactly where they're at right now. This is where the depression, sadness kind of kicks in because like, oh, I, I want to create a podcast that's got $250,000 a month, blah, blah, blah. Where are you at right now? Well, I've been thinking about doing it for two years, but I haven't pulled the trigger. Oh, really? And I ask a phase of questions generally that I'll either go more in depth or lighter on. Depends on the service, right? If it's an easy service that everyone understands, like podcast post-production, I don't have to sit there and be like, and what would life be like if you had the 250,000 downloads? It's like, no, like they, they kind of understand that. But coaching, it's a little bit different. We need to find that a little bit more. So I'll go a little bit more in depth on this uh, with the minute that I have left is that I really dive into these core concepts, which is uh, how long have you been wanting to get this result? So how long have they even thought about it? That creates a lot of pain because that'll show the amount of time that they've wasted trying to create the result on their own or through other things. How long have they been actively trying to get this result? So that means not just thinking, but actually trying. What have they tried? Why hasn't it worked? And if they continue down this road for the next year, what would life be like five years, 10 years down the road? And I want to create a gap because this is where the value of the product is. I want to create a gap from it. What will life be like in one, five, and 10 years if they do not take action or change what they're doing? And then I want to go to the other side and strictly go, okay, let's say that you did get this solution solved. What will life be like in one year, five years, 10 years? And for me, that's where I distinguish the value or the, the value of the person, but the value of the product. People say, how do I price my products? I go, well, you tell me, what will their life be like in 10 years if they don't take action on your stuff? And what will like life be like in 10 years if they do? And what's the difference? Mm -hmm. Those two different lives, that's that's the value of the product. I, I focus it. on those core things first. Then I ask them, what do you want me? Do you, would you like us to help? And ultimately, the last thing that I'll leave you with is I always give people options. I say, if you, you can work with someone else, you can do it on your own, or you can hire us. Why? Because they love options, but you're the only one that's actually sat down long enough to help them. So they're already planning on going with you. Every time I pitch, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you buy. 
either do it on your own, go hire someone else or hire me, but I'm not going to allow you to leave this call without taking action on one of those. And generally they buy. I love it. I love it. Nick, this has been amazing. So if people want to get more Nicholas Bailey in their live, where, where can they go? Nicholas Bailey. That's the place you go. There you uh, go. Instagram is awesome. Uh, the Billion Dollar Brotherhood is our company. If they want to look through some of the things that we do, selling high ticket, you can like literally just see it from afar and just mimic some of the things that we're doing and it'll work. I love it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Nick, we're definitely going to have you back for another interview to go deeper into this stuff and make sure to tune around for the next episode. See you guys in a sec. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to head to podcastrebels.com to claim a free copy of our $2,000 program completely for free. We're covering about how our ASLs have constantly outperformed our webinars by three to five X. And in our five days to five high ticket sales a week program, we're going to be breaking down completely for free for you guys how in five short private podcast episodes, you can blow up your book calls, generate high ticket sales day in, day out. And it's using this audio sales letter or ASL for short. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Don't forget to head to podcastrebels.com. Make sure you guys grab a copy. And if you enjoyed this, we'll see you on the next episode.